0: Welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We're turning dreamers into doers. If you're ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you
1: are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. Welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, my friends. I am so excited to be here with you. We are turning dreamers into doers, and I have with us Jison Sunny. I love that. She's sun, sunny Fisher, PhD, M A C H T C A P P. <laughs> she is a licensed psychologist, a best selling author, and a happiness coach on a mission to help spirit seeking visionaries, entrepreneurs, and creatives who want to overcome the fear of the unknown and unpredictable and with the patterns of self sacrificing so that they can live their most epic transcendent life mission. First off, I'm going to finish reading that, but that is a delicious intro already. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. And it turns out that she also comes from a long line of shamans, and she is holding down the fort for the awakening of soul sparks to navigate this life with inspired courage to take honest actions to live a life that matters. You belong on this podcast. We are so excited to have you. And also to just really break free from the status quo and remember their true north and rediscover what makes them fall in love with life again. Dr. J received her graduate degree from Columbia University and the University of Connecticut and is also certified in positive psychology, very interested in that term, neuro-linguistic program, also known as NLP, hypnosis, as well as many other things. And Dr. J's thought leadership has been featured in Thrive Global, Bustle, Goalcast, Fatherly, and Thrive Networks, her best selling book. The book Blueprint, Master Your Fears and Live Life on Purpose is now available on Amazon. So Dr. Jisun, thank you for being with us. How are you? Great, how are you Abigail? Good, Jisun. I'll get it, I will get you it. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, you have a lot of initials behind your name and I read that in part of your story that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> tell, us, <laughs> exactly. tell me a little bit about what you mean by that.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I consider myself to be a very ambitious driven person because i have a very strong masculine and yang energy and this is actually where a lot of my spiritual growth started and i thought that was what spirituality meant to be driven ambitious to know yourself um but then you know as the years went on and it's i experienced a lot of it sounds like we might be similar on similar timelines where 2018 uh, is sort of where the tide shifted a little bit for me um but you know all of those initials or the letters after my name or like the nice, shiny, blingy things that I used to be after. And I quickly realized those things really don't matter if I want to understand what will make my life, this life true to me, not based on what other people say my life should be like. So all those bells and whistles, it's great. you know It gets people interested in what I do, but it really is not the life force behind what I do, but instead some of the things that began to happen and shift for me in 2018.
1: I love it. And Thank you for sharing that. And I'd love to hear more about that because, you know, in that you have a lot of history in school and, and in, in something that you were sharing, you were talking about being commitment averse, like, "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) and then through the way you described it through avoiding commitment, you Mm -hmm. ultimately committed to years worth of schooling. And so tell us a little bit about that journey. I'm very interested in like, the fracture or the disruption? Like what, Mm. maybe like the real question coming through is what was that awakening experience for you or moment?
0: Yeah, so I will start with initial question of, you know, being uh, commitment averse. When I went to college, Abigail, I had no idea what I wanted to study. And so what I did was I checked off that box psychology because that's what everyone else on my campus was doing. Come to find out, I really loved the study of the human mind and social psychology. And so I wanted to keep studying that. But I remember my third year, my career counselor sat me down at this like huge oak desk and she looked at me, she called me Sunny. So she looked at me and she said, Sunny, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I just froze, like my heart sank. And I said, I don't know. I don't want to commit to anything like that. And that comes from this desire or need to have things be perfect or not wanting to fail. So I said, I have no idea. I'm just gonna keep studying. So I went and got my master's at Columbia. And even after my master's, I was like, Oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't want, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't want to commit. So I kept studying and I went and got my PhD, but of course, after I got my PhD, I couldn't possibly tell my family members, like, I'm just going to keep getting more PhD. Like it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. Um, So for me, continuing to study was because I was afraid of committing to something. And I think deep down inside, I knew that I just didn't want to commit to what the world was telling me that I needed to become or that I needed to do. And it was around 2000, at the end of 2018, beginning of 2019, I had this awakening process. I love what you called it, Abigail, when you said like this disruption. I had this disruption in my life where I had to look at reality in a different way. So the things that I thought I knew about myself completely shifted. My whole world turned upside down because I met a few people that just completely woke up something inside of me. I grew up in a Christian home. So I knew for a really long time, there was something about the religious structure of Christianity and a lot of other religions as well that just didn't sit right with me in the sense that that's how the world turns today is we have a lot of fear, which is injected into a lot of the way that we think in order to keep the world spinning. And I'd never... I never jived with that idea that fear is something that used to is used to control a lot of our behaviors, is used to control a lot of society's, you know, way that we look at the way that we perform. And, you know, just the fear-mongering just did not sit well with me. And so it took me a long time to unlearn a lot of the the structure of religion to unlearn and rewire my brain to think about what it might mean to be a spiritual person. And for me, I didn't really understand what that meant. It all started with, you know, I want to be a better person. So I was at Tony Robbins's events. I was at Brendan Burchard's events, taking in as much as I could but not realizing that I was just scraping the surface when I was thinking about what it meant to be a better person. And in 2018, when something inside me woke up and I realized that there was something about me that I had long unconsciously known, but didn't realize that it was actually coming to the surface, Um, that it really just shook up so much to the point where I, you know, almost left my marriage, almost left everything that I believed in. I just, I had to, it was almost like I was living this life, not realizing that I had a past life, which was now catching up with me. And now I needed to integrate the two together. And that was a really disruptive process for a while, actually. So coming to this point took a lot—not just of like effort or action, but a lot of courage, I think, and that's something that we totally undervalue. Courage. Mm.
1: Yes, we will. We'll go down that rabbit hole for sure. But I want to thank you for sharing too, because it can be so disruptive and an inherent part of transformation. But I think a lot of people don't enter the transformative conversation or awakening conversation because of that fear of, I have to flip the table in my life. I have to leave everything I've ever known. And there is a part of that that's true. There's a, I mean, let's not, you know, sugarcoat that. Things fall apart or things go Mm -hmm. from like that tunnel vision to having a full peripheral where you can see so much more. And you're like, I don't know if I want to see all this. And, um, when that happened for you, you said, I almost left my marriage. I almost, right. I almost Almost. did a lot of things. What did you give up in order to step into what you felt called towards?
0: I would say if I had to describe it in one word, it's this word ego. Mm. And the ego is for, it's not for me. It's not a collection of like pride, Um, but it's a collection of all of my life experiences up until this point. So everything that I thought I knew I had to give up and put on the table to evaluate. And those are things that I'm going to always continue to evaluate because we are constantly changing. So what I believe now can totally be shaken up a month from now and I have to reevaluate it. So I think for me, it's letting go of this need for comfort and safety and things staying the same. Mm-hmm. and letting go of that ego, which is, you know, these are the things that I thought I knew about this. This is the way that I view this world. And to have that be continuously shaken up is something that I need to be ready for and actually mm-hmm. embrace.
1: Mm. I really love that because, I mean, the only consistent is change, right? And and to be able to adapt to that, accept that. So you you were saying giving up all these different things and that desire for comfort, like that very human desire for comfort and consistency and Mm -hmm. stability. And, and then there was the idea of like self-sacrificing you, I was reading it in your bio and what you were sharing. And I think it's so important because we do that to stay in that comfort zone or to stay acceptable or lovable or whatever that might be. And, I usually ask this question towards the end, but it feels really important right now. What does it look like for G-Sun's heart to be unleashed?
0: Oh my gosh, such an amazing question. So this is something that is near and dear to my heart in the sense that I've always been obsessed with life purpose. And I remember as far back as I can remember, this I think was before I was even born, The first memory I have lucidly is like floating above a huge city with beautiful lights. It's nighttime. And I just have this vivid memory of being up in the sky, but it's warm. It's not cold like you would think it is. Mm. And that memory, for whatever reason, is something that is just like within, like wired in my DNA. And I've always, for as long as I can remember in this lifetime, I've always asked myself, you know, what's the point of life? What is life's purpose? And one of the things that came through as well, I was writing my book, Abigail, was that this is my last lifetime here. Mm. And for me, it's really important to live intentionally every moment to understand that it's not just my divine birthright, but my responsibility to choose my attitude, to choose my decisions, to choose which thoughts and feelings and states that I'm going to entertain. So when I think about my heart being unleashed at this point in time, and it continues to evolve as I grow and as I expand, but it's simply to express myself fully by tapping into and sharing the wisdom and the secrets of this universe mm-hmm. that truly feels like my heart being unleashed.
1: Amen, 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 amen. I love that. I love that so much. And I appreciate that share because I have it that a lot of our listeners are asking some of those questions, contemplating those different things, the the meaning of life and what's the purpose and why am I here and Mm -hmm. what's next and all of it. And tell us about your book. Tell us about The Bodhi Blueprint.
0: Yeah, so the basic premise of the book is that we, for those of us that are in the frequency of being in a leadership role, where we're beginning to understand that it's not just about the five senses and what we're perceiving about this world, but that a deeper reality exists, we have this niggling in our hearts to be free. And the ultimate freedom in this world really requires us to make the unconscious conscious. Otherwise, 85 to 95% of the behaviors that we exhibit is on autopilot because that's just the way that our brains are wired. Our brains are wired to conserve energy and it's just very lazy. Mm -hmm. So when you think about the way that the brain is inside of our skulls, we actually have three brains. We have the reptilian brain, then we have the mammalian brain on top of that. And then we have the human cortex, which is the human part of the brain, the neocortex, sorry. Mm -hmm. So when you think about how you are a spiritual being in essence, that is experiencing this journey through the physical body, we need to understand the limitations that this physical body is giving us at this point in time. Mm. So for each part of those brains that evolved, the reptilian, the mammalian, and then the neocortex, we have a specific fear related to it. And each fear, if we can understand it, we can master it so Mm. that we can finally get to the point where we are living unleashed. We can't get to that point until we know what we're afraid of. So the fear of the reptilian brain is this, am I safe question? Fear of death. The fear of the mammalian brain is the question of, am I loved? And then the human part of the brain has this fear. Well, am I happy? Am I fulfilled? Mm. And those fears show up whenever we have an imbalance in any part of our lives. So the reptilian brain has a fear of death. Am I safe? Because there is an imbalance of whether we are feeling like we're in control or we feel like we're being taken care of. And those are two opposite polar human needs, but they're both human needs altogether to be in control and to feel taken care of. And then the mammalian brain requires two human needs to be balanced as well. This need to be unique and special. Also this need to feel like we're the same as everyone else. That's and then so funny. finally, yeah. And then finally, the human part of the brain has two needs that require to be us to balance, which is the need to be selfish and then the need to be selfless. So these are six core human needs that seem to be in polar opposites to one another. But really it's all about not just balancing, but integrating the two polarities within the human experience. Yeah. And as soon as we know which fear we're experiencing, because we have a specific need that's not met and unbalanced, then we can, I guess it's the foundation, right? So we have the foundation set. And then it's understanding the patterns that you've lived through, through your childhood. So, um, for example, my mom taught me because of her biggest weakness that I don't want to be selfless. I, Mm -hmm. it's not that I want to be selfish, Uh But because her biggest weakness is putting other people first, I've learned that that's where I want to carry the torch. I don't Mm -hmm. want to put other people first all the time. Uh I want to integrate the selfishness with selflessness Uh to put myself first. And I've learned no matter what, as long as I put myself first in a way that's aligned, it releases and gives permission for everyone in my environment, in my field to also put themselves first. This is self-love. And then my dad's biggest weakness was always being in the victim mindset, always blaming other people for his experiences, circumstances. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to point fingers. So then it teaches me to carry the torch even further to say, how am I contributing to my specific experience right now?
1: I love it. Oh, I hear balance, right? And I also heard like the polarities and I'm asking on behalf of the listeners, like, but how, right? Like the, the big, <laughs> lay it out for us to lay it out. <laughs> and right. Like it's, it's laughable because every how is, is unique, but I just mm-hmm. love what you said. One what stuck out to me was the need to be unique and special, but also the same. I think that's so telling, right? And how can we, as a, as a listener, how can we tap in and Am I safe? Am I loved? Am I happy? Um, start to become intentional about the life we're living and get our, have our needs met and find balance or harmony.
0: Mm-hmm. Really great question the first thing like you were saying is to understand what the questions are that we're unconsciously asking. Because as soon as we can unconsciously make those unconscious questions conscious, then we begin to ask the right questions. The way that our brains are wired, this is really amazing, is we have something called the reticular activating system. It's kind of like your GPS. So if you hop Mm -hmm. in your car and you plug into your GPS, you know, I want to go to that um, playground that I told my nieces and nephews that I would take them to. But I have no idea how to get there. I would plug it into my GPS. But instead of sitting in my car thinking about, well, I wonder if I'm going to turn right from that stop sign that's seven minutes away. I'm not worried about that. I just let my GPS tell me where to go. And it actually reroutes me sometimes based on what the experience is like on the roads that day. Our brains are wired so that if we ask the right questions, it's going to take us there. It clicks things into place. So as long as you're attuned to what your intention is. So I want to be intentional because I know I'm out of balance when it comes to putting myself first. You ask that question, how can I be more self-first or selfless in a way that serves my highest good and everyone else around me, mm-hmm. your unconscious mind, the particular activating system can't help but find you that solution. Mm-hmm. So this is why you said, you know, to everyone that answer a solution is different and unique, mm-hmm. but that's exactly where it starts. That's the premise of it. Your, mm-hmm. your brain knows exactly what's best for you. So you just, your spirit need, knows what but what is best for you. So you just need to know how to ask that question
1: yeah i I love ask, ask and it is given. Ask and it is given, and no matter what that answer might be, and you might not like that answer because it can be confronting. <laughs> meaning, but you do need to put yourself first. <laughs>
0: and it's so hard to ask at all, right? Because a lot of us have had so many experiences where that trust is broken. Yeah We, yeah. we ask and we ask, but we're never given what we think we've asked for. Mm-hmm. And so we learn to just not ask at all. And that's actually such a sad experience that I've witnessed, not just in myself, but in others.
1: Oh yeah, most definitely. That and I love what you're pointing at like the letdown or the disappointment or the trust factor, right? Um there I think there's abandonment in there whether that be spiritually or or in the physical realm, the 3D. And um and then being conditioned to never ask big enough. Mm. Right? Like that that opposite side of the same coin of like you just stop dreaming, you stop planning, you stop Setting destinations because of the when it when things seem seemingly fall apart, right? When we're redirected. <laughs> yeah. Now, I have a question because you have all of the psychology background, and how does what do you do in the world now? You've got your book. How does it what do you do with people nowadays? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's such a great question. So, I'm still transitioning, so I will still see clients one to one. So, I yeah. have a lot of, um, psychotherapy clients, but I also have a lot of life coaching clients. Mm. And my big passion right now is creating this platform where we don't know that we're missing this, but we are. Yes. So one of the things that I found over and over again, working with clients is that I could be done working with the client one-to-one, but they keep coming to see me because they don't know what else to do. Yeah. The thing that's missing, absolutely missing in our lives is, is the mirror, that we need is the support that we're looking for that our hearts are aching for um to be surrounded by like-minded people yes so I've created a platform um I forget how someone described it on there right now I think he had said something how it was like Facebook for like the spiritually weird people or something like that (laughs) (laughs) I love that um but just being surrounded by people we feel psychologically safe with, understood by, it makes such a huge difference in terms of the level of freedom we feel on a spiritual basis that allows us to explore the world in a way that is true to us. Love
1: that. I love that. Now, is that that's a community you've created? What is that called? And how do we find it?
0: Yeah. So it's called the Bodhi Sparks, and you can find it if you go to bodyfully.com slash tribe. Mm-hmm. And on that platform, you'll find different things like how to, you know, how to ask the right types of questions, how to make this transition between what we used to know and to what we know our spirits are calling us to do that transition. How do we make that easier? Mm-hmm. Um, we have different quests and challenges that come up. We have, and every month there is a specific theme that we're focusing on. So it's really all about our spiritual growth and learning to undo these stories that we were, that we tell ourselves even um, yeah. to explore our lives explore this world in a way that feels really full and fulfilling i love that i
1: love that and so yeah hearts unleashed is an entity a community and i completely agree about finding those like-minded individuals like hearted individuals people conscious community the spiritually weird i love that too and um and the more because each hearts unleashed you know I started as Abigail Gazda and and I knew there was it, I was working on something bigger than myself and the more people that came into the community it happened naturally that they might look at me as if I know more or I'm doing more or I'm more anything and that that not being true activating their heart or activating them and then witnessing them start communities and missions and become coaches or authors or whatever, and so I sense that about what you're doing, where people really get a chance to connect, but then have that mirror and the equivalent level of empowerment or um, enthusiasm for life that the the epic questions of what is life, what is purpose, what is all of it, and then seeing these communities, these bigger and smaller, like whatever size communities. Come together and collaborate and mm-hmm. connect and create that web bigger and bigger because it's going to create the that wave over the population yes. masses, right? Yes. Ah, sorry, I went. Out. That was just a total tangent. <laughs> I wasn't going anywhere with that. <laughs> oh, I love
0: that. No, I love that because my one of my favorite words in the English dictionary is inspiration, and mm. to inspire someone means to breathe life into them. Yeah. That waking someone up process is just, is everything. And I can sense mm-hmm. that about you, how, you know, by what you're doing, Abigail, you're waking up other people around you mm-hmm. to come to like full on like green light. I'm going to live on purpose.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. And I also love what you had said, because I I have that experience too, which is working one-on-one and how divine and how beautiful, and there's a continuation. I think you could probably attest to it. I'd love to hear your version too, is yes, you maybe were awoken, awakened in 2018, 19. And then the journey just kept unfolding and still does and still will, right? Like it's an illusion that you're like, oh, I'm Zen now and evermore. I've reached enlightenment. (laughs) What do you say about that? Or what would you love to tell our listeners about that?
0: Oh my God, that is such a great point. Such a great point. You know, it's similar to therapy in that when you think about the healing process, it's not a straight line up. People mm. think it is. It's just I get better and better and things feel greater, and greater, right? It's it's more of a and I know you listeners can't watch and can't uh-huh. see, but it it follows a, a wave up mm. that trajectory. So the spiritual awakening process, what I learned, you know, in 2018 is something that I've integrated. And so now I'm learning something even bigger. Right. And, and just because you have gone through, if you want to call it a black night of the soul or a depressive state of your life, it doesn't mean that you'll never go through that again, but you might go through that period in a more graceful way. Maybe it's not a, it doesn't last as long because that sense of resistance. I think for me is something that I've learned to let go of. If I resist, it's, it's only going to get you know harder, more difficult. So as soon as I can let go of the resistance and the expectation that this growth or healing process, expansion process is going to look a certain way, I find myself even more curious and actually just breaking open the ceiling of what I think is possible. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of the first things during 2018, 2019 that I experienced was I experienced a lot of pain. And I, I, and I don't mean just like pain, but like despair Mm. where I would be curled up in the bathtub, bawling my eyes out, bawling my eyes out because there's just this, empty despair, pain that I was feeling. And I'm not that type of person. I'm a very bubbly, outgoing person. So for me to experience that, and that was actually my form of self-care. And my family members, my husband had no idea that I was doing this every day in the bathtub, bawling my eyes out. Um, And just that experience for me, and then going through meditations where I would be holding a specific crystal, for example, and I would literally feel it pop in my hand. And Mm. hear it crackle. And I just remember experiencing these things where it felt like, oh my God, am I going? I literally thought for a second, like a hot second of y'all that I was developing schizophrenia. Mm. But it's this experience of letting go of expectations, being curious, that allows me to actually open my mind to what is possible. And it's just the most amazing thing. In the world where now I can see, for example, an orb or I can hear something and I, it's not something that like completely stops me on my tracks and go you know, makes me think um, and or just has my mind going in a tailspin. But now like those are the things that are my everyday normal and mm-hmm. things continue to open up in terms of what is possible.
1: I love that. I love what you said. And I heard the invitation, open, 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 like to our listeners, open, open, open. And in experiencing helping people open or watching people open, I love the things that you shared about like almost schizophrenia. For me, I um, use the term like inception. Like, am I in a dream, and a dream, and a dream, and a dream? Or like, mm. what's happening? Am I crazy? Have I lost it? They're going to put me in the loony bin. Because you do, <laughs> you start to receive guidance. You start to hear things. You start to see things. You start to sense things. And it's not been normalized in our reality is if you're raised in a 3d reality and then you're cracking up being cracked open to the 5d or the 4d all of a sudden there's a there's all these other dimensions and layers and it's like oh shit and so to thank you for just normalizing essentially and making that invitation yeah it's really beautiful and i want to thank you for sharing your experience and normalizing what some of our listeners are probably going through, and that you can come from the three d experience and transition into other levels and and expand and and shift, go from a highly educated woman and still all applies, right? I, um I to distinguish knowledge and education versus like wisdom and intuition,
0: yes, yes, <laughs> you hit the nail on the head, yes. <laughs> such a big difference between information what you might hear and then the wisdom it's actually experiencing it and understanding yeah. and I love what you had said about you know this process yes you take it in but it still all applies in the sense that you still have to show up and that's actually where I tripped up for a really long time I don't know if that was the case for you Abigail yeah. where I was doing this transition and I literally just sat back and I said okay well then make things happen for me yeah instead of actually so I was very much in my yin my fem, mm. feminine energy mm. and completely it's almost like I disowned my masculine energy. Yeah. And I found very quickly that over the the few months that I was bypassing my life yeah. Yeah. because I found myself in this spiritual world, mm-hmm. but grounding myself, I think now in hindsight is something so important Mm. as we're going through that transition. What are your thoughts? What, what was your experience I, with that?
1: I love the way you shared that because I I, re, I will teach and I'm doing something with my hand listeners. Like I'm swinging from one side to the other, like a pendulum, right? We go, we awaken to disempowering behaviors, you know, self sabotage, in any sense or the conditioning. And we say, hell no, F that, you know, stick it where the sun don't shine. And we go all the opposite. I did that as well. And your similar timeline, like 2018, 19, where I deeply went into the feminine and very quickly realized, okay, we're going to find the the dance between the two, the yin and the yang. There was something else though, because this happened a little bit later, like the further I went into the spiritual, I kept feeling spirit call me farther faster. And I got really alarmed by that because I thought I would lose everything that I held dear or identity stuff. Yes. But like family, friends, business. And so I was pumping the brakes saying, Mm. I will not fully surrender because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to not have control or my hands on the wheel or whatever it was. And there was this other very interesting aspect of what you said. Oh, you called it bypassing. There was a time where I fell so deeply in love with like the 5D and the ethereal that I was leaving my body and with no interest in coming back. Like, you know, mm-hmm. not suicidal, not dying, but just loving being in such an energetic state. And then there's the day to day and not wanting to do the day to day, and then finding the marriage between masculine, feminine, all that stuff. And so that it had the polarity part that you had spoken to earlier and the totality of who we are and bringing that all in essential. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I experienced a similar thing where I would go to bed each night and it's not that I would want it I was suicidal, but I remember saying to myself, if I don't wake up tomorrow, I'm okay. Yeah. If I don't wake up, I'm okay. Yeah. It's all good. You get there (laughs) (laughs) because
1: you realize like there is no difference or like um, I I have said it recently. You are in every dimension timeline at every moment at all times like you. That's why we have deja vu. That's why we have hits and premonitions or flashes because we're all way all we are all and we are none and it it encompasses Mm -hmm. everything. I love it. We could be here all damn day. <laughs> yes. And I've had so much fun getting to know you, getting to share your unleashed heart. And thank you so much. And how can people connect, maybe join your community or work with you or what What does that look like?
0: Absolutely. So you can find me on my website at bodeflee.com slash tribe or just bodeflee.com. You can find me on Instagram as well. It's B-O-D-H-I-F-U-L-L-Y. Um, if you would like, I would love to share a link for your listeners to get access to the first chapter of the body Blueprint for free. Yes. So I can share that with your listeners as well. Thank That's you so amazing. much for creating the space.
1: Yes, yes. And we will have all those links in the show notes. So if you guys head to heartsonleash.com, find it, jump on it, reach out, do all the things, connect on Instagram. Instagram is my love language. So I love when to connect people there. <laughs> but I just want to say so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for your journey and allowing yourself to surrender to those calls and I really flashed back to what you shared about the city lights being above the city in the warm weather and like seeing all that and whatever memory that is and and how it drives you in your life um it's really beautiful so thank you for sharing that with us thank you yeah
0: exactly.
1: and hearts thank you for being here I hope you got exactly what you needed today I hope you heard exactly what awakened you um tap into those questions am I safe am I loved am I happy find that balance um Start to explore the inner workings of your head and your heart, because here at Hearts Unleashed, we are shifting from dreaming to doing. We love you.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, visit us at heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.